1: With that being said, we go to the, you know, throw him said Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Brandon Gulick of si.com. He covers the Buckeyes over there. Brendan, I tell you what, mm, those uh, those, those, uh, comments breed, uh, I would say, a little bit of competition. What do you say?
2: (laughs) I think there's competition, sure, but I also think that we got a pretty clear signal. Uh, last week, that Ryan Day found himself in a fairly competitive game and made it pretty clear which quarterback he was willing to trust in those moments. Um, I, I look, was it a good win last week? I think it was a good win. Was it, a, was it a great win? No. Um, you, you won a Big Ten game on the road by 20 points, and you'll take that every time. And by the way, the defense last week looked elite, they didn't give up a defensive touchdown. And and for all those who think Indiana stinks out loud, Indiana just had a great game last night and and won 41 to seven, and they didn't give up a defensive touchdown in that game. So maybe not. Maybe they're not quite as bad as you would think. You know, Ohio State looked a little clunky, and they've got to get better offensive line play. Kyle's got to be a little sharper. But I don't know. I just didn't expect him to go out and light it up against a power five team in his first ever career start. Let's let's see where this thing goes.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, so I'll give you this does ohio state have the highest expectations every single year in in the uh college football uh yes if you listen to uh kirk hershey kirk tells you all the time he says man i I just don't get ohio state fans like they all they do is go to the playoff all they do is really win at, at a high level but you know and i know the barometer is michigan and when you lose two years in a row to Michigan, and it looks like Michigan is is caught you a little bit on the offensive line and defensive line, there is a little panic when you don't put up the amount of points that you want to against Indiana. Now, with that being said, uh, there's some fair comments. Uh, you know, Kyle, you know Kyle McCord, you know, did not have um, a, you know 200 and I think 30 some yards, one uh, interception, no touchdowns. Um, how did his connection with Marvin Harrison look, and do, how do you think that develops moving forward?
2: Oh, I mean, they're, they're best friends. They played high school ball together at St. Joe's Prep in Philadelphia. I mean, it's, uh, I don't think there's any chemistry issues, you know, uh, with the two of them at all. I think last week Ohio State kind of surprised me in how they came out uh, schematically. I did not expect to see as many two tight end sets and certainly didn't think we'd see the I formation uh, on the opening drive of the game. That was a little odd. And so, you know, when you, when you put yourself in some of those kinds of formations, you're, you're essentially taking some of your best playmakers off the field. I think that was part of the criticism this week of, of Ryan day and Brian Hartline's play calling and just saying, Hey, you know, what, why no offense to G Scott who's a good backup tight end, but why is he and, you know, a sixth offensive lineman Luke Montgomery in the game when you've got Marvin Harrison and Rebecca Buka and Julian Fleming and all these other guys, um, you know, I think it's, it's fair criticism. So, you know, there's there's no chemistry issue between Kyle and Marvin. Don't, don't think about it that way, even though Marvin only had a couple catches last week. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the very first thing that's listed on every opponent's scouting report when they play the Buckeyes. And you saw several times last week where Indiana literally – bracketed their defense to just take marvin out of the play and make somebody else beat him um so i i, I wouldn't worry about that one bit
1: yeah that, you know you bring up a very good point you know ohio state is it looks like they've committed even when they've had some really good running backs even when they had jk diamonds even when they got a uh, guy like travion henderson and, 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 and my and uh williams you know like i you know for me It seems like they've committed to becoming a passing school and a a team that's going to throw the football all over the place. So, you know, why why do you think against Indiana it was a situation where they came out two tight ends and and looked like the old Trestle Buckeyes rather than the Ryan Day Buckeyes?
2: (laughs) My honest opinion, I think they're sending a signal up north. They're not going to be the kind of team. I mean, nobody has said that. That's the only thing I can gather is that you know Ryan Day knows what he's got at his skill position spot and and he knows that you know this is an offense under him historically they can go out and light it up right um, The last several years they have been the most consistent high octane passing offense in the country, and they've got a good stable of running backs and last year against Michigan and Georgia, they got pushed around at the line of scrimmage a little bit more more so against Michigan than georgia and I think they just want to come out and show that hey you know we're we're a tough football team and um you're not going to be able to run the ball down our throats when, when we're out there defensively, and we're going to move the line of scrimmage offensively. I don't know that I necessarily love that mentality because of the makeup of this team, but I, I think that's part of why they decided to go out uh, last week with a few of those plays. And, and honestly, I kind of expect some of that today. I really do.
1: Uh, yeah, especially against Youngstown State, try to, you know, prove a point. Look, this is what we're going to hang our hat on, and we could add some some of the other nice uh, finesse plays later on uh, throughout the season. Let me ask you a question. We could go back to the trenches, too. Um, it seemed like for a while that, you know, there was a, a thought process that whether Ohio State was a – a team that was known for defensive linemen or a team that was known for cornerbacks and, and defensive backs because they've had such a string of great guys coming from the Boses to Chase Young, some of those guys. I'm not going to say they fell off, but, you know, in the last, I would say, five years or so, they haven't had those signature-type guys. I know JTT is a guy that they, they put in and kind of touted. Um, as one of those guys, top five guy, uh, you know, uh, as far as the defensive end is concerned. Do you think that they they, they still recruit as widely um, from the secondary and the defensive line as they did in, in some of their heydays? Oh,
2: my God, yeah. It just hasn't quite hit the same way it, it hit uh, a couple of years past. I mean, look, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Chase Young are generational-type talents, and it, it reflected really well on the Bucks that all three of those guys played here and in a short span. Um, you know the, the secondary has been a little bit problematic in big games the last couple of years, but um, Denzel Burke had an outstanding game uh, last week, and he said straight out when everybody asked him, hey, why did you know why were you able to get your hands on passes uh, as well as you did, and and why were you bracketed so much better in coverage? It seems he's like, look, I'm in the second year of a system, and I know exactly where I'm supposed to be um uh, denzel burke was a really highly recruited corner out of arizona and you know all all signs point to him having a really good year again he was a freshman all-american a couple of years ago jt tui certainly is is the big name on the defensive line but jack sawyer was one of the highest recruited kids ever uh he's a local kid here in columbus and really really good uh i expect jack sawyer to have a good year i think mike hall who's a northeast ohio kid went to streetsboro mike hall is a monster um, I, I, think when Mike Hall is fully healthy, there are very few guys that are more dominant on the inside. I, I think you're going to see really good defensive line play from the Buckeyes this year, but JT Tui I'll be the one that, that kind of, um, you know, spearheads that and then just wrap it up in the secondary. I mean, they, they obviously went out and got a couple of new players. Uh, you might see Jihad Carter, a transfer play uh, a little bit today. Josh Proctor, who's the starting free safety is questionable. Josh is really good in the run game, but he struggled a little bit in the throwing games. Um, he's a, a fast, physical, downhill, violent safety, and I think they love that aggressiveness in him. But it, it has cost him a few times. Um, Jordan Hancock's looks really good at nickel. I mean, I I think there are a lot of good pieces on this team that um, you're going to enjoy watching throughout the course of the year here.
1: You, you know, and one guy that we haven't talked about is you know uh, Tommy Eichenberg. I I, I just. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love the way he plays. I mean, I obviously being around from from the Cleveland area, coming here from Sadie Nations. I mean, the dude is. I mean, he's all over the field. He lays the wood. He's just. He seems to be on every tackle. He he looks like another one of those good linebackers, um, that Ohio State you know had a, a string with, uh, you know, Katz and, and and guys like that. And uh, Laurenitis, he, he looks to be in that mode. He
2: is. I mean, if if you want to know how to describe Tommy Eichenberg, the word is Buckeye. He is a Buckeye linebacker, exactly what you close your eyes and hope and think a Buckeye linebacker would be like. He doesn't really run his mouth. He he lets his play do the talking. He's not a particularly loud kid, um, but he just loves to hit people, Uh, and he is incredibly intelligent. It's been fun to watch his evolution the last couple years, uh, I think some Ohio State fans were maybe a little surprised that he came back because he had such a good year last year, and obviously two years ago he kind of burst on the scene with the the big 17 tackle performance in the Rose Bowl. I think he wants to get a little bit faster, and he's he's you know got to keep the development end going here. But um, Tommy Eichenberg's got a chance to become you know one of the all-time really good linebackers in uh, in Ohio State history for sure.
1: Uh, really quickly here, what, do you, uh, what are your prediction for the game? Um, I, I don't think this is your uh, your trestle Youngstown State uh, Penguins. I think Ohio State. We got them winning this game. But what are you looking to see outside of just the win and loss? And what do you want to see as far as the development of you know guys on the team?
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I'm I don't think anybody's particularly worried about the outcome of this game. There's a reason that you know Youngstown State's getting almost two million bucks or whatever it is to, to come play here today. It's a, it's a get right game for the Buckeyes and I expect them to look like it. So, you know, you want to see clinical execution on both sides. You want to see clean play. You want to see Ohio state dominate the line of scrimmage and and move the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, I want to see decisiveness from Kyle McCord. I want to see if he has to go through projection through his progressions, then he can do it. Um, But I, I would love to see the passing game develop a little bit more than it did last week. Um, I, I really don't think people were giving Kyle enough credit for some of the good plays he made last week. You know, we live in this kind of society where you just want to focus on the, the negative things. And yeah, he had some misses for sure. But the, the touchdown pass that got waved off the board uh, to Marvin Harrison yeah, that was, was an absolute dart. I mean, an absolute laser, um, the, the throw into triple coverage to Julian Fleming, that was in a really tight window and perfect. The seam route he threw last week to Cade Stover. That was 45 yards up the field. I mean, he, He threw some really good balls. So let's see him getting some rhythm early. I love Chip Traynham and the way he's played. Want to see him establish himself as a a legitimate continued threat at running back. Uh, And for the Buckeyes as a team, got to be better on short yardage situations. They they were not particularly efficient last week on both third and fourth and short situations. So uh, try to clean up a little bit of that stuff. And and I expect that they'll get out of here hopefully healthy and, and with a comfortable win.
1: Brandon, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, good work, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you later.
2: Sounds great, man. For anybody that's looking for Ohio State coverage today, Buckeyesnow.com. Uh, we're the Fan Nation site on the Sports Illustrated Media Group, so Buckeyesnow.com for uh, all the written content. Uh, we'll stream Ryan Day's press conference live on our YouTube channel, Post Game, uh, and we'll have our post-game show as well. There uh Buckeye Breakdown podcast available every morning, so I hope guys uh, will tune into that at some point along the way
1: definitely man i um, appreciate you uh make sure you guys go out and check that brendan we'll talk to you soon all
2: right thanks brother See all,
1: you. R- all right man uh 216-474-0092 when we come back
0: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof